Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, a Mazda 6 special edition. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. Yes, we're going to talk about the Mazda 6 GT Sport Nav Plus Auto Saloon. And amazingly, you didn't make me say all of that in the intro. No. Cruel and unusual punishment for you, you see. I didn't feel like being particularly nasty tonight. No, you're in a good mood this evening. I got spared. I don't know why, but I am, yes. Let's treasure this moment. Write it in the diary. Mm. Anyway, moving on with this. So what is the Mazda 6? It is the large saloon and estate car from Mazda. It's not particularly large, is it, though? Sorry. It's not a large as in a 7 series. I mean, it's the largest Mazda car. Right. Before you have to move to SUVs. So what is it, Mondeo size? Yes, Mondeo, Mondeo, three series C class, that sort of, okay. that sort of length and width, as we would expect. The one I had on the road price of thirty thousand seven hundred ninety-five. That's a but, posh one. Yes, it is the top of the rangey. Uh, but I had a color tax of eight hundred, and I'll explain the eight hundred later. Mm. Um, plus, I had Lightstone Napa leather, mm. which was an extra two hundred which was quite reasonable considering the acreage it covered. So it meant that this all comes in at 31795 Now, the range for the Mazda 6 will start at 23195 for the SEL Nav Plus. Right. And it will top out with the diesel auto version of my car that I had at 33585 So the third, So the diesel version of what you had is dearer than the petrol version is more expensive okay yes yeah so i had the two and a half liter the new two and a half liter sky active g petrol engine which produced quite an impressive 194 of the metric horses and gave out 400 of the torques mm-hmm. with an official combined mpg of 42.2 i managed 36.3 which I was quite impressed with because my driving that week was weighted more in the urban areas. Right, so it was mostly... Even though I did take it for a couple of long runs and stuff. So it was mostly school runs then? There was a lot of school runs, but then mm. a lot of uh, local large urban areas that I had to um, dash into and out of. I mean, I've, I've discussed before the... Um, uh, I mean, what you're getting there is, is better than better than a a certain small hatchback can manage on the motorway but i've mentioned before about how (laughs) mazda petrol engines seem to just run on magic beans really rather than anything else well with with the the new g sky active g uh, and i know they did it in the last one but this um they it will switch between four and two cylinders Mm. when you need it it's incredibly clever bits of tech it also does the it it also does two different cycles as well which i've bored everyone with before yes yes it's got all that stuff too yeah so overall it chucks out 153 grams per kilometer so that will give a first year ved of 515 pounds there is no jealousy tax because of the price um and then it's 140 after that awesome which is pretty reasonable by the sounds of it and well yeah being petrol it is. It should be relatively immune from any silliness coming along and happening. Well, yeah, it's the latest Euro Six engine and all these other stuff. So you know you're you're pretty you're pretty protected when it comes to where you're allowed to drive and all all these things. So 
for quite some time, I would imagine. Okay. I would hope. So we've said a bit about the, the size of it. It's it's kind of Passati type size, Audi A six, four, six. Four. Oh, who knows? They're all look the same. Four, six, somewhere yeah. in there. And but it's more so, distinctive yeah. than either of those, really, isn't it? Well, I think it's better looking. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Uh I we've said many times on many episodes but Mazda are managing to carry the corporate design language better than virtually any other manufacturer out there at the moment. They they are not one to use the photocopier enlarge and shrink button as their main design tool. Mm. Although you know looking at each one of those vehicles that it is a Mazda. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's which is an incredible skill in itself. By the well, yeah, when team. you think what, what what's encompassed in there, everything from the two to the MX five to the to the CX five is quite it's it's quite an impressive thing to to be able to do. Yeah, and I reckon that this, in my eyes, the six is the most graceful looking of the lot because the, it's long enough that the minimal couple of lines that make up the overall shape of it are stretched out a bit further and it just is just this lovely flow to it i feel it always looks a bit jaguary if you know what i mean bit classic yeah yeah no okay XJ, I, can see, yeah, I can see that jaguar xj type type look to it in the just in the way that it goes but that's just that's just me you obviously don't really agree you're sort of nodding as if you're going yes the crazy man speaking no 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 i i was just picturing it it's okay okay i yeah i can see where you're coming from I wouldn't have said that, but I can see where you're coming from. Okay. He does think I'm crazy. But yeah, it's nice. It's not too many lines, dashes. Goodness me, we've found a new way of folding metal, and we're going to use it everywhere. Type yes, approach. the board have spent a lot of money on this machine. We'd better show them that we're yes. using it. <laughs> this paint has been expensive to defend, therefore we should use it everywhere. The one I tried came in the new Soul Red Crystal Metallic Paint. Which uses a new Mazda technique called, and I'm very sorry, anyone who can speak Japanese and everyone at Mazda, but the Taku Minuri, I think, is what the technique is called. Well, that's as close as I'm getting anyway. Uh, Which, it is claimed, produces a 20% brighter and 50% more depth to the colour on the previous soul red metallic Are you quoting from the press pack there? That is what the press pack tells me. Okay, that's good. I just thought you'd been out there measuring it, and that was really worrying me. So I, I kind of hoped that was straight. No, 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 no. What no. The Mazda saying about no, the brightness and the depth and the shininess meter? Does it look good? Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. That color. Yeah, it, it's always been nice. All, all joking aside, there is a real depth when the sun is shining to that paint. There, there is, mm-hmm. there is a lot to to look at if you happen to be. Perhaps a little bit geeky about nice colours, nice paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Metallic paint. It's six hundred and eighty pounds, right? Yes, because and this is the new special new. No, that's a different. New. That's a different newish technique. So that's the that machine grey is the one that they first came out with when they brought out the MX five foldy hard toppy not as attractive as the proper soft top that's i'm presuming that's the old Uh, technique i can never remember it's it's rc isn't it it was rf before oh okay Ah, who knows um i'll find out soon uh and all the other color taxes uh are 560 pounds oh okay yeah 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 yeah. okay so now uh, because of the 
wonderfulness of the shape. I only reckon that the two white options are slightly duff choices colour-wise. I reckon all the others mm-hmm. look lovely on it, although my favourite is the, the red. Mm-hmm. Also, don't forget, I do have prejudice against white cars. I was about to say that. It's like, you don't like white cars anyway, so no yeah. car is going to look good in white to your eyes. and therefore No, bear that in mind. Mm-hmm. If you like white, oh, that's to say, though, that the Arctic solid white is the only colour of, of no colour tag. And the other white is called snowflake white, pearlescent. Uh, but that's not the, the the paint is not the only thing they've done in this refresh um, of the of the six. They, there's a new front grill, which I reckon looks really nice. It's a sort of textured look to it. That's going to sound daft because all grills have a textured look, but it's got sort of small rectangle chrome elements, and the rest is black and sunk back a bit. Okay. You know the AMG grill on a Mercedes has the sp- has the special shiny bits that you notice, and the Lexus LC had it as well. Yeah, it's that sort of idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it, but I think it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, good weather that I I had whilst I had the car does help to. It does to show these things off. The car I had came with standard nineteen inch, and I'm going to quote from the Mazda website. Bright alloy wheels. That's to now. That's to differentiate it from some colours where you get the darker grey wheels. You see, you've okay. clearly not spent enough time reading the Mazda website here. I, I don't need to. I have a <laughs> Mazda expert that I can call upon. <laughs> well, you know, it's often you'll get the same wheel in di- same wheel uh, on a Mazda, but in different colours. It comes, you know, it, it goes in a different colourway. They don't just change the body of the car colour; they change the, the the wheels as well. That's why some okay. Some come with black and others come with grey and some come with bright. Well, they look nice enough with the rest of the car. Hmm. Um, so that was all right. And the 2.5 petrol comes with twin exhaust, one at either either extremity of the bumper. And because I'm a child, I like that very much. When you say either extremity of the bumper, do you really mean one either side? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> yeah, it's not a twin exhaust pipe. Yeah. It's basically one of It's the two things. singles. Two singles, yes. Awesome. It always looks better. Yeah, I always, think so. always, always looks better. Yeah. Uh, if you can do it, if you've got the space underneath the box, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the exterior. What about the interior? Well, they refreshed that as well. All right. They've revised the interior materials they use, the refinement and quality as well. I have to say, I thought it had quite a premium feel inside it. It was. Now, I've been in the 2017 version of the six tourer about this time Mm -hmm. last year and that was quite a nice interior but this is a step up i think in materials in quality in the way they've used different materials as well and i'm glad to see that my thoughts have been reflected one by people at the school gate who came and had a little peer in because they went oh what's that that's nice Mm -hmm. and then we came in and there was a lot of Ooh, this is nice. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, ooh, lots of that. <laughs> like neighbours over the garden fence going on. <laughs> but also, when I when I played Alan's favourite game of Guess the Car, copyright. Which is really irritating because it's so <laughs> stupid. But it was interesting seeing the answers though, wasn't it? I agree, yes. The answers were, were yeah. I, I thought it was... Because I knew what it was because they all go into our shared calendar. But they... 
I was amazed the number of people who said, what, what was included? So it was definitely Volvo was included. Volvo, definitely BMW, BMW. Audi. Uh, was Jaguar mentioned at some point? I think it I, was. Yes, so, Somebody the said the I-Pace, yeah, with the seats and the, the, the heaty-cooly seats, which we'll get onto in a minute. So, of course, it's got perforated leather. But lots of stuff like that and lots of – so everyone coming up with really, you know – no Japanese brands and and all the all the but all the premium ones, uh, mm. the ones that people consider. We've used the word premium far too many times in the, talking about this bit, but um, but you know those those brands that people assume assume are high quality and uh, sort of getting on for luxurious, yeah, in that yeah. kind of way, and and there's pretty high praise indeed. Yeah, I think so. It's it's like the blind tasting, isn't it? Mm, it is a little bit. Talking of the stones, uh, the stones, sorry, the seats even, because they're light stone napper leather, uh, heated and cooled, as Alan has just mentioned, uh, but also uh, for the rear passengers, the outside seats are heated. All right, as well, which is which, good. Yes, well, one of the rear passengers thought so. Okay, fair enough. And now that's one in their the first question when they get in the back with any car. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's like, oh my God, you are so spoiled. <laughs> daddy, daddy, are the seats heated? Yes, quite. Oh, <laughs> or more along the line, where's the button for the heated yes. seats? But light, the light stone napper is very light, isn't it, though? Yes. Mm. I think it would be a brave choice if it was your own money and you have a family. Or a dog. Or, or a dog. Yeah. Yeah, but my brother-in-law has. Unless a, you're going for the yes. those sort of extra seat covers you can buy and just chucking over the top of. But why do? Sort of, why yeah, do that if you can possibly that? avoid it? You know, it, yeah. understandably. I mean, I, I, I'm not sorry. I'm, re, re, I'm bringing this back to me again, isn't it? It's all about me, me, me. But you know, I had the that similar choice when I was speaking the MX5. It was a an option was the light leather and the thought of dropping chocolate on the light leather. Oh yeah. Just no, no. Sorry, sorry. I, I do end up having to sometimes, you know, consume my dinner in the car. It's, it's not happening. I, I think I've had conversations with you about this before because mm. for some reason I did actually buy a chocolate bar, which is such a rare thing for me to do during the day. Yeah, it's and and I was I was going to open it while I was sat in the car. What are you doing? So I had, I, I got out of the car and ate it out. So I was yeah, like, I'm not dropping any you, chocolate. You, here. you don't want to be eating a flake in there. Put it that way. No, absolutely not. <laughs> sorry sorry that's always my worry with that it looks great so maybe if you if you're if you're a family person or someone who likes to eat in their car consider a different color on the interior yeah. for the seating go for the black yes uh, but the the dash was superbly minimal it is this lovely minimal look to it there is the instrument binnacle there is the Touchscreen, and then there's a few buttons for what you want buttony bits to do, mm -hmm. and not have to try and press a touchscreen to make them work. Even if Mazda allowed you to do that on the move, which it doesn't, because you have to use the dial. It's up to you? about five miles an hour or something. You can yeah. creep and use it, and then it stops working. Yeah, it is actually a really nice looking dash. And there's a. I'm just going to make sure I've got the right materials I use because. Again, I'm going to make sure. You know, whilst you're looking that up, here. I'll just say that I quite like the fact that the that the dashes in Mazdas are so modular. So you find the same switches used across all the different models, but it never it's done so neatly 
that you never really feel that it's a bad thing at all. It's as if they've taken the ones from the top and then used it everywhere. But I think the their use of switches their use of switches is quite limited anyway. Yeah. You know I'm a massive user switch and a dial please, not touchscreen. Mm-hmm. But you don't feel shortchanged on the dials and the switches. It's all the stuff you exactly want. Like I was saying before, it's like I want the heating control to be buttons and dials. And I want to press a button to cool the seat or heat it, something like that, or the steering wheel, if that's what you'd like to do. <laughs> You'll be choosing the snowflake white at this rate. But, you know, if it's the navigation, then perhaps I don't want the the a dial there. You know, I'll use the I'll use the, either the touchscreen because I've stopped and done it because I won't do it on the move and that sort of thing. So what is going to be used by the driver and when has been thought through, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that uh, and the end result is that they can give such a minimal looking dashboard. Yeah. Materials are used. They're using an ultra suede, which is uh, that that lovely white cream suede that was on the top of the dash. Then they use also real Japanese sen wood trim, mm. which is sort of darkish wood, which is I think one of the things that triggered people to think Volvo a lot. Okay. Does it actually look like wood? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, it's not. It's not just checking that someone's drawn a line on or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there's um, there was yeah there was that, but the 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 roof lining was a dark roof lining. Oh, However, right. because of the the rest of the car was light and there was a um, a sunroof, mm-hmm. and the windows are actually for, for a new car are quite large on the side, even mm-hmm. in the rear, and we all know I like to moan about that. Oh, thank goodness. But, Sorry, did I say that out loud? Gosh! <laughs> but they are—they are quite large, and they allow quite a bit of light in, even though they are dark privacy ones. Mm. So, so that was good. Fortunately, with this, it was a, well. I don't like it when manufacturers play about with what gear selectors are. I, I like—I'm a bit traditional, a bit old-fashioned. I'll have a stick, please, that I can move forward or backwards. You're quite a lot old-fashioned, grumpy old man, I think. Yeah, but you can chuck it into the manual mode and use fluffy paddles behind the steering, um, which worked really well. That was very quick on, mm-hmm. on the changes, and it was it, it was really easy to use. They were they felt nice in the hand as well. Did you use them very often? When I went for a few enjoyable drives, yes. Okay, but other than that, I just left it in to do its thing. And then there was times I did go on the same drives and just left it to do the automatic mm-hmm. version of that. Good and lovely, perfectly fine. So you didn't really need to need to use them, right? What about the back seats then? Quite a decent amount of space there. The two outer seats are pro- proper size ones that will you know fit proper adults in, uh, and the middle one's actually not bad. It's it's not a full size one, but it's I'd say three quarters. Okay, that's not bad then. Maybe four fifths size in the middle as well. Uh, mm. But there is a there is a tunnel going through. You just put your feet either side of it. It's no real biggie. Yeah. Um, but there's ventilation in the rear of the cubbyhole box. So, you know, mm-hmm. people can adjust. Dogs can put their nose to it and stuff. Yeah. Yes, exactly that. That's exactly okay. what I was worried about. <laughs> now, it's, uh, this is a saloon. So having said that, the boot space, there's 450 litres, which is pretty good. And it was a nice flat boot and it was a good opening into it. No curry hooks though. Are you sure? Are you sure there weren't special fold-out curry hooks? No, there's no curry hooks. Oh. There was clever, 
clever things in the in the behind the footwells in those depressions behind the rear footwell uh, foot rear wheel arches. Sorry. Not oh, okay. There we are. The real rear wheel arches. Some of them had straps, so like if you just had like one bottle of something, mm. you could strap it in, and it wasn't going to go flinging across places. Oh right, oh, and that's the good. driver's side had a deeper bit that you could probably fit one bag in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, well, that's not so you bad. shouldn't have your stuff flying around everywhere. Uh, but underneath the floor of the boot is just a puncture repair kit because there's no spare wheel. Yeah, but there's the argument of how often do you need it, and then other people going, but 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 but. but I think when it's you need more it, you need now. It. How many people would know what to do? Well, there is a lot of that, and the other one with Mazda is, of course, they're drive for trying to sh- trying to save weight as much as possible. Mm. Um, so, of course, that spare wheel is an awful lot of weight to be carrying around a lot of the time when you don't need it. Yep. But but if you do ever use one of the inflation kits, the replacement bottle of the tire goop is quite dear. Okay. So just be aware of that. If you do ever, if you are ever out driving a Mazda and you do get a flat tire, wonder about whether you can just inflate it for long enough as you need to inflate it rather than actually filling it with a goop because because the goop is expensive and your tire fitter won't like you very much either because they hate that stuff. Yeah, I bet they do. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I'll stop distracting us. No, no, no. It's good consumer advice. Tell me about the driving, Andrew. It was lovely. Okay. Well, that was good. That was the kind of in-depth, the kind of comprehensive in-depth review people come to us for. This is a quick cruiser that can work on the wiggly stuff. Not super wiggly, not super quick, because it's quite large. And the way it's set up is more to comfort. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm not talking leaning on hand uh, on door handles or anything remotely like that at all. I'm saying that it is controlled, and you don't really get disturbed by rubbish roads. It is set up that well. Yes, yes. This is this is a something that Mazda drivers find all of a sudden they're going much more quickly than they thought they were going because it handles very well without being without throwing them around the cabin. Yeah, that's exactly what I... I had that problem last year, driving the previous version. Yeah. And I thought, you won't get caught out about it this year because you know that's a problem. And then many times when I'm driving, oh, ah, better slow down a bit because you're not... To to say that you are cosseted, I'm saying that in a positive way, not in a you are not engaged with the whole process of driving that you're not actually involved in it that's that would that's wrong it's not one of it's not a car like that mm-hmm. that say wants to remove remove the whole driving experience from you you're just happen to be going along and we're making this as easy as possible this is you're driving it you're you're definitely engaged in all this process but you aren't Mazda are not doing going have not gone down the line of sporty means we must mean we must make sure you have to go to a physio after every long journey because your spine has been fused together. And that's true in the MX5 as much as it is in in the you know in the the 2 and the 3 and the CX5 and the 6 as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, no because I I found that last year. I was that was one of the things that surprised me the most was the quality of the ride mm-hmm. and it it reminded me driving it reminded me 
a lot of what Chris Harris said about the Alpine, that sporty does not have to mean rock hard. Yeah, that's true. So this this car you can perfectly cruise along with the family in, and everybody's happy because it's really quiet when it's driving along. It's your there's there's minimal wind noise, tire noise, that sort of stuff. You're really comfortable because the seats are lovely. All this sort of stuff. But then it, if I could happen to oh I need to go and get a pint of milk. Oh I know there's a a dairy that just happens to be that way rather than two minutes down the road. You can still go out and enjoy it as a driving machine. Do Do you mean that the advantage of the good handling is that Mrs. Windscreen doesn't know how quickly you're going? Oh yes. Yes, I thought that might be the case. And the way the binnacles are set up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, she can't see from there. Yes. No, absolutely. That's it. That is, yes, absolutely that. That at no point when I was driving along was anyone else disturbed. Mm-hmm. And that's impressive on the roads around our place. Yeah, it is, because they're awful. Had the press car had the Magic 10, uh, 12,500 mile service. No. No, it's a little gruff on startup and when it was cold. Yeah, they do that. It's a Sky Active genus and depends which cycle it's on and it all sounds weird. I don't think... If I'd had it for, say, a month, I think it would have got used to my routine. Um, or does it happen quicker? Yeah. No, no. The, the month would definitely have got it used to your routine and the way that you drive and how often you start it and then move off or, or start it and then move a little bit and then have to drive hard or, or whatever. But it, these engines, like most norm, like most modern engines measure all sorts of crazy things like atmospheric pressure and the temperature and whether the temperature is rising or falling and all these kind of things. And okay. that all goes in as parameters, which can sometimes make the engine sound a wee bit weird when it's cold. The diesels also do weird things, uh, can also have weird regen modes and stuff so i know that around here then i know that service manager along at rocky and mazda depending on the atmospheric conditions will get some batches of people with different cars phoning and going it's making a really odd noise (laughs) and by the third or fourth he's going look they're all doing it at the minute if there's still a problem with everyone's next week then we'll do something but it's nothing to worry about because it's it's happening um, yeah. and and i think the petrol engines are just the same i mean i i, I took mine along because i thought i had a leaky exhaust manifold somewhere <laughs> and we tested it and we looked at it and we decided that that's actually just the way the engine was when it was called at that particular time of year yeah. so the mazda engines are awesome but they do make some funny noises when they're cold Almost not too bad clever for not, their own good. Not bad, but once you're used to it and you know what the engine should sound like, you think that that sounds strange. That's not what I'm. Yeah, expecting. yeah, that's that's it. I wasn't thinking it was bad. I was just going, oh, I can notice it. I, I notice it, and I wasn't expecting to notice yeah. it, particularly as it's a petrol. I was if it was a diesel, I'd be going, oh, okay, it's just started. It's a diesel, you know, in a bit of old-fashioned thinking again. Yeah, especially if you've got a D, the the ones when they go into the DPF regen mode and just keep the revs high all the time yeah. and do weird stuff. But yeah, it seems to be, it's something that most modern engines do. It's just it's way more obvious than the Sky Actives yeah. for some reason. I, I really, really want to try Sorry. a Mazda post 10K super yeah, special, whatever it is, whatever fairy dust they sprinkle or whatever taps they open. <laughs> 
Well, I have some questions to ask about that. So uh, I have already come mm-hmm. to the next Mazda event I'm at. Yeah, cool. Sorry, I've gone. I've dragged us way off on the topic as usual. No, no, that's, that's okay. Because you have some knowledge. It's yes. rare that I'm the one talking about Mazda. Well, yes, it is. Yeah, and I'm desperately trying not to and failing miserably. <laughs> Do you want to? Next up is technology, and you've got a whole bunch of safety stuff. On there it. is an awful lot. I was. <clears throat> really surprised until i started reading things it's like acronyms because you know we do because because you know you get in a car today a new car today and you go right it's going to have probably going to have lane keeping assist it's probably going to have a bit of emergency braking warning stuff it's going to have parking sensors as a minimum usually a camera as well uh, there's there's going to be some adaptive cruise controly stuff all that sort of you you expect that now particularly if it's a press car because you're getting typically you're getting the top of the range with and have added all the expensive options on yes exactly but this comes with an awful lot as standard Hmm. and what it is is max uh, mazda use uh, they have something called the active sense which is their driver assists and their safety features and a lot of these were on the previous model but there's a few upgrades as well but just just to run through a few a few of the a few of the bits of driver assistance here they've got the smart brake support got advanced blind spot monitoring with rear cross traffic alert which is really really useful (laughs) it's super useful it's great it can see out of the space when you're reversing out of a parking space particularly as you know i've i've moaned how dreadful people are in car parks these days they're Mm. just either pedestrian or other drivers just nobody will wait for anyone yeah. No. Um, so then you've got the lane keeping assist, traffic sign recognition, um, which is ties in with uh, a speed uh, intelligent speed assist, which is uh, can then make sure that it limits the speed of the car so you don't accidentally go over the speed. That's quite there good in road. Twice that the traffic sign recognition got caught out, though. Hmm. It does depend on the quality of signs you have around you and whether things like the council, I don't know, cut the foliage in front of them yeah, uh, and stuff like that. That's, that's got to be there. So these, uh, just to reinforce, these are assists. They are not mm-hmm. taking over and from you. Mazda you is, are still in control. And Mazda isn't selling them as anything other than an assist. No, they're not. They are not. They really are not pretending they are something yeah. that they don't. That they're not, they're not. So There's also driver attention alerts. There's the dynamic stability control, traction control, and the uh, hill hold assist because it's an electronic brake, handbrake. Oh, uh, one thing we didn't say earlier on is the 2.5 petrol is only available as an auto. There's no manual. Ah, yes. Option just dawned on me that we'd forgotten to say that. Yeah. Yeah. As well as the safety braking system, there is an advanced smart city brake support. It's an awful lot of initials that they use instead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, if... It's sensing vehicles that will work between three and fifty miles an hour, and if it's sensing pedestrians, I don't quite know. It works between six and fifty miles an hour. So, uh, just think your best it's emergency brake. It's emergency city braking. So if somebody steps out in front of you, it will make a noise and stop the vehicle. Yes, it's really unamusing when your mate decides to try it out on you without actually telling you first. <laughs> On the other hand, it stops quite suddenly. Yes. 
bet it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mazda, oh, I forgot to say before, sorry, when talking about the intelligent speed assist, that works with Mazda's radar cruise control that has cameras and radars and all sorts of sensors to pick up things. Uh, I've found that worked quite well, that the the setting for the shortest distance between the car, uh, starting to slow down if there's a car in front of you on a dual carriageway or motorway, mm. was very close to how I typically drive. So I, f- I found that quite a good fit for me because uh-huh. there's some that I've tried when I've had it on the on the shortest setting and I'm still thinking, You're, we're miles away here. Mm-hmm. If I, I can't pull out in front of the cars that are driving past because <laughs> it'll take a while to get going. But this I thought the system worked really well. Cool. Um, so uh, still going. Still going know, on he's still on it. Added there's, to the safety two pack. two more bullet though, points is, here, folks. <laughs> it's adaptive LED headlights which control auto high beam. They have a wider range uh, on the low beams, so that's particularly useful if you're in in the countryside and things like that at night. I should point out that I miss these something rotten in other cars. Do you how notice good, how that they're good, not there? How good the master headlamps were. Yeah, yeah, especially when it comes to the turning roundy cornerness. Yeah. Yeah, they do that as well. And then there's a highway mode, which when you start traveling quickly, it will raise up the angle of the beam so you can see further ahead, which is what you'd want. Um, Absolutely. There's the expected entertainment type things. So there's an 8-inch touchscreen that you can operate via the dial behind the gear knob or the gear lever, um, exactly where your hand rests down on that center console bit, on the center tunnel. Mm-hmm. It's exactly where your hand rests. It's, it's perfectly thought through. I mean, that is really well done. Uh, DAB radio, two USB connections, Bluetooth connectivity, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, AUX connector, and a CD player. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have all your listening enjoyment options available to you there. You can, by the way, retroactively upgrade existing masters for that system it costs about 350 quid though you can have it re- you can have existing ones retrospectively upgraded to allow you apple carplay or android auto one-off fee yeah it's a bit much. that's it's a bit that's steep. not far off going third party how on earth would you fit a third party into a master it just doesn't there isn't a din slot mate at all there's no way to put them mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's quite steep, but if you use your car lots, you might find that that's worthwhile. Yeah, if you want to do it more that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So come on then, what did you think? I, I've not heard too many grumbles tonight. Uh, really good. I'm really, really impressed. Like I say, the, the special feeling inside the cabin, I was a little bit surprised at. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who got in the car made the comment of, oh, this is nice in here, a lot. It's not just a sort of, oh, it's nice, because it's, you know, it's a clean car and all the rest of these things as opposed to these sheds I normally drive. <laughs> there was nothing like that. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that. It was, they just kept saying, but this is lovely. Oh, look, that's lovely. And it it, it caught people by surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they look fabulous. And I think the drive of it, would keep me very happy for a very long time. Okay. And it would tick so many boxes 
as the crack windscreen hordes family vehicle. Yeah, you see, you've just particularly you, if it was the Torah. You've just anticipated my my question of so would you buy one then? To which the answer I suspect would be, yeah. You I, would, you would. I can't. I would. <laughs> I know where this goes. You would. Yeah, you would. Yes. I'm. I would. Uh, I mean, we've. It was a couple of years ago, but we drove that Merc AMG. Yeah. <laughs> I spent my time whinging about it. Yes. Well, yeah. That was a couple of years ago. But yeah. Th- yeah, it's a couple of years ago, and it was an older model and all that sort of stuff. Well, no. This felt better. Yeah. It was a C43 AMG we drove, by the way, just so that people know. Uh, yeah. Touring. It had red seatbelts, though. Yeah. What price? No, it made, it, it made a lovely noise. But this, that, the Mazda felt better in most ways. Mm-hmm. I can, yeah. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. So, I think that that's, that's pretty high praise indeed. So, so the £30,000 Mazda felt better in most ways than the £60,000 Mercedes, although it does yes. not quite the exhaust now. Yeah. On which, definitely not sounding like Jeremy Clarkson. I think we'll leave it there, shall we? Yep. Folks, don't forget that between now and next time, you can give us any feedback, share your thoughts with the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget to leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or however your, your podcast app lets you do such a thing. It really does matter. Andrew, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you'll find me there. And Alan, if people want to know even more about the cleverness of Sky Active Engines and what you found out, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Oh, I can be incredibly boring on Twitter, where I'm at AJP Bradley, B-I-A-D-L-E-Y. We'll be back before very long. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.